Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Love Talk Radio. I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page, only if I had one gun, one girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gonna body, this hood politics acknowledge it, leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee out up. Could it be my time is up? With my luck, I got up. The cops shot again. Bus stop glass burst. A fiend drops his Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out. I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rat to the death of it. To everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown. Look rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. Street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die, we're not. Out. This is what now is about, nigga. The time is now. All I need is one mic. All I need is one mic. All I need is one mic. Wakusu. Wakusu, brother Shaka. What's going on, brother? Wakusu listening audience. Sorry for the technical difficulty. Brother Shaka, you're coming in a little low. It may be my headphones, but you're sounding a little low. Let me, let me turn mine up a bit. I want to okay. How am I sounding? Is that better? Yeah, that's about it. We good? All right. Yeah. Right. Wakusu, what's going on, family? How we doing? Right, right on, man. Right on. All right. We're How good we doing today in the house. Just waiting on our sister to sister uh, join us in a minute. What do you say, brother? I said, "How we doing today in the hells of North America?" Is everybody still trying to hold on, man? Okay, we got a little bit of a, a latency. You know, I'm on the West Coast right now, so there's a little bit of a delay when we're talking. So uh, just expect that throughout the show. Indeed, indeed. So what's going on, man? The post. Let's jump yes. right to it. You know, I read the hey, I man. read the post. Yeah. So I think, what was I think it's what's up? What inspired? What 
you know, what's happening with that? Well, I think a lot of it comes from a just self-reflection of my, my own and just the conversations I'm having with a lot of good brothers over the past, I would say, two or three months, you know. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of brothers, different age spectrums too. You know, I'm 51, so obviously people our age, 50, 40, but I've also talked with young brothers in their 20s and 30s and then elders in their 60s. And I'm seeing mm-hmm. a pattern, and the pattern I'm seeing is this, this, this repressed, really trauma. That's what it is, trauma, you know, and uh, it's unresolved. And it's causing, like, these mirror situations with individuals. So it's like, to me, thinking of it, you know, scientific, I'm like, well, it can't be just that person because that person doesn't know that person. But yet they have the mm-hmm. same situations in their lives. And I'm like, well, damn, some of what they say and I've gone through in my life. So there's got to be a connecting thread here. And I think the connecting thread for, for definitely is, is, of course, oppression. I'm never going to slide away from that. Colonial, colonization, oppression. But also the lack of information sharing. I think a lot of it in the black male community is due to the stigma of weakness attached to us showing what we're going through. Because, you know, on one hand, we've trained ourselves like that, but we've also been in a society, uh, Euro-male-dominated uh, society, based on bravado and false machismo that has cast that on to us. And I think it's causing a, a major issue. And I'm quite sure it's in other communities too, but as a black man, I always start with the group I belong to. Mm-hmm. So what, what is the issue directly, or what are the issues we're talking about here? Well, one of the issues that I, I see commonly is uh, displaced relationships. You know, a lot of brothers who I talk to, and include myself, have gone through a series of bad relationships. And I'm like, well, what do you think it is? Now, somebody will be like, well, I didn't show enough this, or maybe I didn't do that. But what I'm also seeing is there is a lack of template. Like, we as a black people in general, we don't have relationship templates at all. You know, let's just be real about it. And we, we've pretty much remixed everything after slavery and, and kept it pushing. You know, and um, if it's not attached to a religion, there really is no template. And even with religion, it's kind of iffy, but still, that's more of a template. But in our communities, we don't have relationship guidelines. We don't have, you know, no set template on how to do it. So what happens is because we don't have these relationships, we can't, in return, give these relationships to our young. So our young grow up without those relationships, and it's a continual cycle after that. So you end up, like, going around. It's like being at a swap meet. For those who don't know what swap meet is, like a trading place where you go in, and it's a bunch of tables, and you walk from table to table shopping, looking for everything you want to get because one table doesn't have it, so you go from table to table to table. And in our case, the table is relationship to relationship to relationship. So you end up with a long string of unsuccessful relationships, or you end up in multiple relationships trying to seek a complete package. And I think a lot of that is, 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 is a big issue in our community, and we need to really talk about that and talk about what's missing, you know, what's missing. Like, you know, I don't like to say people have mommy and daddy problems. I think that's really, you know, minimizing the trauma. I think it's deeper than mommy and daddy issues, and we really just got to start talking about it if we're going to heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think, I mean, like, so what do you think, like, me personally, you know, my whole thing is always a society thing. Not always, but a large part of just a society thing. And one Mm -hmm. of the the things that I would attribute to failed and bad relationships is just what we're using as a template. What we're defining 
uh, you know, what a relationship should be. You know, what's the difference? Like, here's a question. And what's going on with Wakusu, Makeda, Uhuru? Hey, it's just Makeda on the line. Uhuru, what's going on, sister? I'm good. Everything's good. Um, I'm so, look, I'm so interested to hear what's, what's on the menu tonight. Um, <laughs> and and what I've heard thus far, yeah, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat with this one. Go ahead, gang. Okay. I'm, look, I'm all here. <laughs> So it's like it's like this. Okay, so here's the question, and you can get into Makeda. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference, or do you think there's a difference in relationships now as opposed to our parents and grandparents? <clears throat> and if so, what is the difference? Hmm. I, I I think that the trials and tribulations of relationships are the same, but I definitely do believe the support system is definitely not there anymore. You know, we, from from pregnancy, let's just say from pregnancy, you find out that your girlfriend or your boyfriend is, you know, you know the, the boyfriend finds out the girlfriend is pregnant or she finds out she's pregnant. Either way, most time you're on your own. Like, that's it. Figure it out. You know, you're on your own. As a matter of fact, you've let the family down. How about let's start there. You've disgraced Ooh. the family. You've let, you've let us down. Get out. All right? So now... What was at one time in our community, what was rejoiced around is now shunned upon. So you're starting mm-hmm. out in the negative already. Already mm-hmm. we're starting out with a negative context, And I think that's very different. Whereas, you know, we get into this, the young pregnancy thing. And I think back, like, you know, our grandparents, I don't know, my mother the younger, was the youngest of 10. My father was from a big family. And their parents were from big families. So, you know, grandma was having babies about like 13, 14. Let's just be real. You know what I mean? For them to be that close in age. And she could only be whatever when she started having babies. So that means that there was either a different, like like you're saying, you ain't got a different value system, but definitely a different support system around it. You know what I mean? And uh, I know for a fact, I did some research. And, I, you know, growing up in the South as a young man, like the late 70s, I saw for myself when, you know, a couple of married weddings I went to. I was young, you know, kid. But I do remember, like, all the older men kind of surrounding that man who was about to get married. And giving him, I guess, pointers, you know what I mean, or direction. And I remember the women doing that too. And I just, we just don't have that no more in our community. You, so there's no, said, where do we, there's no structure to deal with it, you know what I mean? You know what? I want to jump in there too on a key thing because you said something that's key, man. You said that you went to a wedding. And I've been to a wedding. Right. Kata, have you been to a wedding? I've been before? to several, yes. You've been to several. You know how many young people haven't been to weddings? Do you know we're not getting married in our communities anymore? That's a part of it. I mean, I've, I've and what made me think, because I was in a conversation with a young person a couple years ago, same thing, we talk, and I said that a wedding, he said, I've never been to a wedding. And I call him a young person, but he wasn't that young. He was like 27, 28. I said, you never right. been to a wedding? He was like, mm. you know. You know so See? that's one of, and then also to jump in there, you, you talk about that support system. I'd like to also throw in there our social norms. Our morals and our right. ethics. There were certain stigmas attached to things. Like you said, yeah, young sisters, young women were having babies, and the parents would step in and, you know, aid and support. But I can remember a time, like, my grandmother got, was one that got pregnant young, and she got sent to her grandmother. You know, mm-hmm. my mother, when she was pregnant with me, got sent to her grandmother. So that was a cycle. Right, so they right. were taken out of that immediate community. It wasn't, you know, to be pregnant and not married was a, was a stigma. 
And I think a lot of the mm-hmm. liberalism in our, and this is why I say we have to be careful what we support, what we get down with, because of a lot of the liberalism, a lot of our trying to be understanding and try to be in our uh, anti-oppression stances have eroded our morals and our ethics in the community to where it is has broken down the structure or the construct mm-hmm. of what, what we used to look at as black family, the things that were imperative to be considered a black family are no longer necessities. And now we're starting to find out, if you ask me, we're finding out why those things were, why they make, why mm-hmm. getting divorced was a stigma, why you stayed with that. Well, you're like, but Pat Paul, you was with un- you went through those years unhappy and you look at, that's when you get the wisdom of his economic investment. See, we're too into, in my opinion, of course, and, and not to be long-winded, we're, we're, we're too into our whims and our desires, you know, mm-hmm. whatever way the wind blows, however it tickles our right. fancy. If we're unhappy right now, we move on to another relationship. If someone angered us, we move on. But it's like those old heads, you know, and I say that affectionately right, right. for my older listeners. But it's like our veterans in the black community, when they stayed in those relationships for long periods of times, when I would talk to the older brothers, I would hear so much from their economic investments, their you know, uh, and that includes the material, uh, uh, the material possessions, the social status that it gave them in their community institutions. A lot of times, that being the churches or wherever they did, people knowing their wives, the wives, and people know their husbands gave them a certain social status. So a lot of things that came with maintaining your relationship, a lot of the rewards that came with your relationships Mm -hmm. have been taken away. And so there's no emphasis being put on staying in a relationship, really seeing it through or hearing it out. You know, what's the reward? No doubt. I think also, too, what we have, too, we we live in a society of encouraged uh, departure. Like, people don't encourage you to stay, man. You better get on out of there, man. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I mean, I, I must, mm-hmm. you know, I can't speak for sister because I'm not in the sister's club. But if you know, brothers, man, you better get on out, man. I, man, you you gonna stay after that, man? You should leave, you know. So you definitely right mm-hmm. in that part of it too. And I, I think a lot of it too. You know, the reason I focus on the trauma, because you know we live in a war-torn society. And people, no, we don't. What do you mean? We don't live in Beirut or Belfast, Ireland. No, we don't. We live in America, the most war-torn society on the planet. You know what I mean? There is no other place more devastated by war than America. It's just a different kind of war. And we, we are the byproducts of that war. And with that said, you know, um, one of the things that I think we all do, I know I've done it, you know, is bounce from place to place, filling in holes, filling in mm-hmm. gaps that really we, we don't have answers to. So we seek them by surrounding. I was talking to a friend of mine who was a, a psychologist, and we were having a conversation about uh, – the filling factor, you know what I mean? Like, you get people, you ever go to somebody's house and their house is always messy? And you're like, God mm-hmm. damn, why don't you clean up the house? And, like, they just never clean up their house. It's always just crammed up with stuff. And then, you know, I began to understand that that's trauma, that that person is filling in holes by putting that stuff all over the place, you know, or they, they're in their car and it's the car is always erect, same thing, you know? And uh, or people that say, I work better under pressure. That's not true. Pressure mm-hmm. gives them a sense of purpose, where they don't have purpose. So the pressure is now their new purpose. And we do the same thing in relationships. We'll get out of a relationship with one person because of all our trauma, and then we'll seek something with somebody else who seems like they have a different or lesser trauma. But meanwhile, everybody's Mm -hmm. just trauma trading. 
And all this trauma mm-hmm. trading is turning into these trauma groups now. Now we got trauma mm-hmm. clubs. You know, let's let's get together and talk about our trauma. It's almost cool now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we got this, we did this trauma crew and that's the, that trauma crew. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mm-hmm. we, I know as a black male growing up, you know, when we were, when we were growing up, there were certain things that I do attribute to Western philosophy. Like we were not supposed to show emotion. We're not supposed to say when we hurt. We're not supposed to talk about any shortcoming because it makes you look weak. Right. But then when I dig into our history as Africans, I see just the opposite. I see a, a plethora of compassion, a plethora of understanding and opening up and, and forums in which to deal with it. You know what I mean? I'm not just saying just run around, Oh, what was me? But like serious Groups and things set up to deal with greed. Like we talked about death the other day, and I, I know I'm kind of bouncing around. I don't mean to be long with it, but um, I was talking with someone about. I think it was you, Yang, or someone. I was talking about with the whole thing about death and how mm-hmm. we we don't even know how to grieve as a people. We we have no grieving ceremonies. You know, in Africa we had ceremonies on how to grieve because mm-hmm. grieving is a part of life. You're gonna grieve, so we gotta mm-hmm. have a ceremony so that you grieve healthy and you get back on track healthy from the grieving. You weren't just left out to the grief. So I think, you know, the same thing goes with the traumas of life. And I think in America, especially under this European imperialistic rule, it gets broken into genders. That's a woman's thing. That's a man's thing. But, like, trauma is trauma. You know what I mean? We might process it different as man and woman, but trauma, goddamn it, is trauma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I shoot you, you know, I shoot I shoot you, I shoot Makeda, you're both going to say, ouch, grab your arm or wherever I shot you and fall to the ground. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing mm-hmm. on the other tip. So that, that's why I kind of raised that, this question tonight. And I started with the brothers because, you know, I think, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I, and it's done on purpose too. I think there is a lot of emphasis, and maybe it's healthy, on women dealing with their trauma. But there's not a lot of emphasis on young men dealing with trauma. And until we get 50-something, 40-something, we start to figure out our own. But then you're mm-hmm. 40 now. You're 50. But young, right. I really focus on, like, young men who don't know how to deal with it. I did some research this week that that black suicide rate is is really high right now. But what alarmed me even more is the black male suicide rate is higher than the black female suicide rate. More black men are committing suicide, be it by an outer object like suicide by cop or suicide by whatever, or drugs, alcohol, or just putting a gun in their mouth. More black men are starting to kill themselves in the last 10 years than ever. More, more of us are killing ourselves than we're swinging on trees at the height of lynching. That, that is a problem yeah, for me. Yeah. It's, definitely, you know, and, it's definitely a death culture. Now, I'm going to say that. It's definitely become a death culture. When you, um, I look at the young, young rappers that are being murdered, mm-hmm. you know, and what's crazy is back when I was coming up, people would rap to get out of that environment. That was their ticket mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. hill. You know what I'm saying? And now it just seems like right. that is just they're taking that everywhere, that that's a part of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Death. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. You can't, there's no escaping. In fact, let's glorify it. Right, let's right. egg it on. But one of the things right. I, I wanted to say, you was talking about that filling the void, filling the hole, and how people jump from relationship to relationship. And also the influence of European um, culture and European philosophy on us. That is clearly mm-hmm. a case of European philosophy culture, and entitlement, I would say. We, right. we we live in what I like to call that microwave age. You know what I'm saying? We want right. something instantaneously. It, even so much so that not only do we want it instantaneously, we want it to satisfy. It doesn't have to be 
nourishing. It doesn't have to be good for us as long as it's good to us. You know how we say exactly. what, what? What do you say? Uh, what you got a taste for? We don't say we hungry. Right, anymore. right. Remember you say I'm hungry. We say what you got a taste for. Right. So it's the same thing in our relationships. A lot of that is just going to start with self. What we're always pushing, mm-hmm. man. It's it's what you shared with me one time about addictive behavior. And you said addictive behavior is someone that goes to any substance. And it doesn't have to be um, mm-hmm. or anything. It doesn't have to be a chemical or some stuff like that. But go to anything right. to escape. Some, some of them, again, you're talking about the traumas or the issues of their reality. And they use relationships right. like that. You know, we mm-hmm. jump to relationships to try to fill these voids. We're looking for that validation from other people. We're looking for that sense of worth from other people. And the first time that they challenge that or they begin to make us feel less than, we're ready to, you know, put that on pause. We're ready to move on, not discuss it, not say, okay, this is how I'm feeling about it, or um, looking at ourselves and saying, why am I feeling this way about it? We're ready to jump to the next thing. And I think that exactly. you're right. Women, exactly. now I don't know if, I do know society does encourage women to explore their feelings more. Now I don't know if it's society being molded by the nature of women or is it Ooh. women Ooh. being molded by the philosophy of science or by the push, push no, it's not science, by the philosophy of society and the push of society. Right, right. Saying that this is how a woman should behave, you know. Right. But but for whatever reason, we damn sure got to start finding a way to uh, open up and to address the issues that we as black men have. Yeah. Because I think a lot of that deaf culture that we're talking about with the young stems from that that pain. You know what I mean? Stems from that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of us, mm-hmm. we came we came out of the. You know, people say I'm from the streets. Well, I, I always tell people I'm not from the streets, but I experienced the streets. You know, I like to be clear on that. I'm not from the streets. I'm from Ella Dubois and Robert Atkins, two very good black people who tried their best to bring up a very good black family, and, you know, life kicked in. So I, I want, I'm going to start saying that more because a lot of people, I'm from the streets as if you didn't have parents. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. those are my ancestors, and they did a hell of a job. I love them. But with that said, um, I think a lot of times when we're in, we, we forget why we even took to the streets. Like, we took to the streets because it filled the void. It became a family. Yeah. You got accepted. You know, it was it was love in a crazy way. It was love. Like I was telling the brother the day, I said, you know, when I I said growing up, I learned a lot of, you know, you know, I always say a lot of effed up rules, and I learned a lot of effed up game. But at the same time, I love every brother and sister that gave me that jewel because at that moment they weren't trying to steer me wrong. They were really trying to help me with what they had. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's all they had, and and they saw me as somebody that needed help. So they would say, like, uh, I remember one dude was like, yo, if you got money, man, you could, I, I, have, I, have, I found I was going to have a daughter, and it's my first child, and I was scared. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, and the brother ain't hit me with the Bill Cosby speech because I ain't come from that neighborhood. I'm from, Bronx, I'm from Harlem, you know, up the Bronx. So the dude hit me with, man, mm-hmm. man, don't sweat that, man. You're going to be a good father. You got money. As long as you can, as long as you can take care of that baby and you can pay for that baby, you good, man. You got money. You getting money out here, bro. Don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, now I'm older, of course, I know there's more to being a father than just buying clothes and buying things. But at that time, that was such a sincere effort to show a young brother, don't leave your family. Don't run away. Mm-hmm. Stay here. And But this is how you do it. So I say that to say that sometimes 
a lot of the information we give each other is flawed, but it's coming from a good place. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of times when we tell each other, like when we're men tell other men, like, yo, man, hold your head, man, hold it down, it's because we understand the plight that the black man goes through. So we want you to, to appear strong all the time because we know that there's a wolf called, you know, this right at your door waiting for you to fall. So it's like, I know you're hurting, mm-hmm. but now you can't hurt right now. You got to hurt tomorrow. You can't hurt right We'll get back mm-hmm. to that. You know what I mean? And I just, and I said, that's why I said that it, we've got to come up with a place where we have that circle, where we have that time. And I don't want to be on no, <laughs> I hate to say it, like, I, I'm not saying get there and we just cry and share tissues and walk out the room. Okay, I feel better now. No. I mean, we really sit down and, you know what I mean? Like, that's what people do. I've been to the circle. We get there, everybody cries their heart out, and then we go home. That's it. I'm, I'm talking about, like, really sitting down and putting, putting problematic formulas together to come up with concrete solutions. You know, attaching, because you cannot get away from this European oppression and what it has done to our people and how it's devastated us. So attaching that to what we're going through and then attaching the accountability that the self has to play and, and then attaching the last part, which is the implementation of whatever solution we came up with. That's what mm-hmm. I would like to see happen in the future. You know, because yeah. it's about time. I've seen a lot of good people, including myself. And I, and I, did, I, I really put that post up today, you know, because I understand that I've been blessed, you know, by the creator and by the ancestors to be a voice in my community, to be someone that people will listen to, you know. And some people might even, I don't like to say the word look up to because I'm not above anyone. I can inspire somebody, <laughs> you know. you know. And I feel like just mm-hmm. as quick as I can put it in a song, I feel like for me to come out and say this, like, yeah, I know what you're going through because I go through the same shit. I know what you're dealing with because I deal with the same shit. You know what I mean? I'm just as broke up in this shit as you are. So let's let's get out this together because I think it's time to take the mask off, you know what I mean? Because that bouncing around is not just in a relationship between man and a woman. Look at our movement. People in one organization, shit don't work out for you, or you you have that one moment that you didn't like what's going on, you quit and you go start another organization, eerily similar to the organization you just left because you really, mm-hmm. you know, that's really where you are. It's like you get that new spouse that's just like the spouse you just left mm-hmm. that you couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it affects us mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways. And I don't want to be but long when they take the show. But, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's something that's, that's inside of us. You know, it's something right. that's inside of us for one reason or another. And I think what's one of the hardest things to do um, is acknowledge in ourselves. Like, because we'll walk around really thinking we're okay. You know, really thinking we're okay, not not thinking anything's wrong, for real. You know, you can't correct the behavior you think is perfectly fine, you know, right. and you're accustomed to it. Um, so my thought is, how do you get people to recognize that they've been in this, in this like, this holding pattern, this, you know, this, this mm. consistent kind of space that they have not really made any, they haven't made any real progress in, but... They 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 excuse it by you know whatever whatever their excuses are you know however mm-hmm. they uh, decide they're going to escape responsibility for what has happened and actually you know understand no like no seriously you know it's just something wrong in here it's something right, wrong right, in right. here I mean you know um, right I just wonder how you know in general you can get people. And you, you, I mean, you're probably not going to get folks, you know, because it's hard to get folks to say I'm wrong. It's hard to get folks to offer up a, a self-criticism. Like, <laughs> it is right, right, right. like you, it, it, yeah, you, yeah. Can, 
You can get somebody to finally relent and go, okay, well, maybe I was wrong once somebody else brings it out. Somebody criticizes you. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, shit, you got a president that, that refuses to lose. I mean, come on. Real talk. And all the evidence is there. All the evidence is there. You still, I didn't lose. You know I mean, that's, he's like the epitome of the American attitude. But um, I don't, I don't think you can, there ever is a way to get someone to do whatever. I think that we should focus on creating vessels for when you do arrive to that conclusion. That mm-hmm. not, that don't, that, Understand why you've been in denial, and can say to you, "Look, it's cool. Come on in. Let's sit down. Let's have a cup of tea. Let's talk." You know, I think a lot of people, and, and, and myself included, deny things in our lives because of the reception of truth. The reception of truth is often bitter from people outside of you. When you say something, like, you know, you'll even get the "Oh, don't worry about it," or "You you're tripping. It ain't that serious," or you'll get the. Yeah, that's right. You are fucked up. You know what I mean? So people mm. tend to like hold that. To, they hold it to themselves. Like, man, I ain't telling nobody because then I gotta go through this, 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 this. It's like you know, you ever had? I don't know if it ever happened. You ever ask somebody for money? Like you know, you you go to somebody and say, hey, if you need anything, come to me. And then when you come and say, hey, I need uh, five dollars. What you need it for? Why you need it? And then, uh, and then, uh, and then you got sign eight hundred pieces of paper and sign your name on the dotted line. It's like, damn, I gotta go through all that. I don't want it. I'm good. So I think a lot of it is the same when it comes to this. People don't want to go through the rigmarole. They shouldn't have to, really. If a person is coming to you saying, look, I, I, something's wrong and I want to deal with it, you shouldn't put them through the 20-question gauntlet before you decide to help them. I think they stepping up and saying that there's a problem is one of the bravest and most you know things you could do. I think we should clap for them, applaud them, and then say, okay, now now we got through that. I'm glad you're here. Now let's buckle down and get to work. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I do see that. And, you know, honestly, I have been interested in the area just because, you know, the universe has fashioned me a healer, you know, mm-hmm. and in such a way that I, there's a, you know, there's the healing arts, and I'm a part of that by way of touching people, but also by way of listening and by way of, you know, letting people express themselves and feel comfortable expressing themselves. So it's an, it's an interest to me in such a way that I'm, you know, I'm interested to know what's, you know, what's eating, what's eating you so that we can talk about it. What's eating you? And do you recognize what's eating you so that, you know, so that you can get it off your chest, you know? Um, I recently had an interaction with a friend of mine, and he got mad. <laughs> he got mad, and he cussed me out, like literally cussed me out. I was like, hey, he's big mad. And this is a good friend of mine, you know, and I knew he was really angry, but it was because I, you know, I had kind of turned a mirror on him. And um, mm. he had to see himself in something, and he was like, he was really upset. So he realized it, you know, a day later. But you know, there's always a respect factor. So I, you know, I had I, I took some measures and made him think about it for a little while before I opened my door back up. But I knew he was going to want to come back and talk about it. I knew it. So when I unblocked him <laughs> after you know so much time, when I unblocked him, sure enough, 
that call came, and he was mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. And I realized that all you were saying was, you know, it, he, you know, he started saying why all of this had even occurred. And he was like, and I know, you know, but you'll be, it's too hard coming from you sometimes. And he said that. And I'm like, I, you know, I can accept that. I can accept that. But, you know, I need you to stop giving your power to people too. So, um, you know, this is me trying to, you know, again, I had, I wasn't mad. I laughed. I actually laughed at, you know, when he cussed me out. And I was like, okay, so this is what we're not going to do. But by the same token, I still recognize that it was coming from a place of, you know, him being hurt for deeper reasons. And I'm like, yeah. right, right. Yeah, man. I yeah, I it, it gets real. You know, you know one of the things yeah. that I question, though, you know, when I, I, is the, is the gender perspective of it all in the first place, a lot of times. You know, I think that. Mm-hmm. We, especially black people, have to be very careful when we talk about issues lending lending gender to the discussion. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because as black people, we face problems as black people. And I think when we begin to start dealing with problems as black people, you know what I'm saying, as mm-hmm. black human beings, not like when I'm dealing with a person, if I talk to that person like a black human being, not like a black woman or a black man, but like a black human being, like I would like to be talked to, like I'd like to be treated, then a lot of the problems we would alleviate. And we would alleviate them simply because we would stop either being too hard or stop allowing excuses. You know, you have a sister talk crazy to you, bro. You say, you know, that's a sister. You know how sisters. No, hell no. What do you mean? We know how sisters. Are you sisters? That, oh, uh, you know how brothers do. Brothers going to talk crazy. No, no. no you know, right, treating, right. removing gender from every issue so we don't have these damn punk-ass allowances that don't and make sense. You, and you then you remove some of, take some of the venom and the toxicity out of the relationship by, you know, exactly. removing that, con- yeah, that, right, that whole right. concept. Right. You know, yeah, that's, I that's think a lot of yeah, I think one of the reasons, like, for me, I, I, when mm-hmm. I talk, when I say, like, talking to brothers or talking to sisters, I think of it as language, you know, processing language. Yeah. Like a computer. You know, like, mm-hmm. I have a Mac and you have a PC. There are, there is, there are certain programs where we're very, there are compatible, exchangeable programs. And then there are some programs exclusive to a Mac, exclusive to a PC. And I, and I, I think we get mixed up because we take the gender thing past that one point, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it goes into what you're mm-hmm. talking about, Yanga. That, and that's why I yeah. agree with you wholly. I agree that as a man, I process it different, but shit, it's the same thing. Police brutality mm-hmm. is police brutality. A mother right. will look at it from a mother's perspective. A father will look at yeah. it from a father's perspective. But at the end of the day, it's the same problem. Like, I know everything yeah. I'm saying that to the brothers, I know the sisters can probably say the same thing about doing this and doing that. But I just know as a brother, I know, okay, well, this is what brothers need to hear from a brother's voice. But, yeah, the object is to speak the gender language for one second and then bring it back together. Well, because, you know, I I mean, I can't tell you why men and women think differently. That's way beyond my pay grade. But we do. (laughs) You know, like, I I, I have, I I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. That's way above my pay grade. But um, I think, like, 
it could a lot of it is societal because there are norms and no, there are normalities and natural natural things. Um, mm-hmm. We're way past the natural. A lot of what we do is the normality, and normality are things formed by society. So I do think a lot of what we do now is societal. So with that being said, I have I'm I'm the father of boys. I'm the father of girls. You know what I mean? And I've I've watched my boys and my girl. I got you know, I was of course not in the early part of my children's my daughter's lives, but when they were like twelve, I was there. So I, I remember their teenage years, and I have sons who are entering that now. I have a twelve year old and a fourteen year old, two boys for two girls, and I'm looking at how they deal with things, and I'm like it is it is it is uniquely different. They process it uniquely differently. Now mm-hmm. the similarity is the fact that. Uh, they are faced with the same oppression, and that oppression is the similarity. But their process, their neural processing center, is just for some reason it's calculated differently. They might come up with the same answers. Don't get it wrong, but it's, it's sort of like what I was saying the other day. Like Farrakhan said, uh, one of his videos, how you go to school and you learn five and two is seven, and six and one is seven, and four and three is seven, and seven and zero is seven. You know, they all are right answers, but they are different processes to the answer. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that, that, that is there. Now, that's a, a whole discussion for, you know, uh, biology and et cetera that, I, like I said, is above my pay grade. But I've seen it with my own eyes, so I know it's, it's a different language and a different way we have to kind of communicate to get to that uniting point. See, that's the whole thing. I believe that the time to, to, to speak Spanish to Spanish people and German to German people and French to French people, but you got to – be doing that with the mind state of bringing it back to the uniting point that we're black people. You know what I mean? Uh, Even though you process the pain different, I process it, but we need to bring it back here so that we can stop having those separate conversations at some point. I I would agree. I would agree. I agree. I, I definitely agree that we do speak a different language. I don't know about the, uh, Processing. I know the behavior is different because I don't know how women process, but I know how they behave, right. and the behavior is different. Right. Now, the, my question is, is the behavior because this is how society says that men are supposed to behave? Is this the culture? I believe so. I am believe I being so. told? That, am, I, I think am, so right. So, I think, see what I'm saying? Right. So, am I, am, so if I'm addressed as a human, you know what I'm saying? If I'm given the opportunity, if I'm afforded, if I talk to my son, like I do, and you got some, I heard you, man, a hell of a father, too, shy. I want to give props on my nephews are great. But, like, I talk Thank to my son, here, and man. people yeah. would say, you know, I do my son like I saw my sisters being raised. You know, right, I hug right. on him. Uh, I talk to him. I tell him that his little wee-wee is precious. Don't just give it away. You make uh-huh. him be special. All the little things that all the girls are told. You know, uh-huh. I let him know, hey, man, hey, buddy, that's your thing, <laughs> boy. That's, you know, from a little right, bit. Right, right, right. So he knew his body was precious, not to be touched on, not to be, you know, violated. Uh, he knew that his mind was, that it wasn't all about the physical. And I'm glad of because he's asthmatic. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that I encourage and promote the, the mental but that cognitive skills problem solving are super important, just as important, if not more important than being able to physically dominate a situation. So I, you know, I'm constantly teaching like that. So I don't know. I'll have to wait in later years to see if he processed as like, you know, some of the sisters I've, I've seen raised like that. Um, so I'm really interested in that. Now what I will say, 
that I do advocate. I'm a big advocate of gender when gender comes in. And, and but before I say that, let me say why I'm careful about gender. Because a lot mm-hmm. of women and a lot of men get mislabeled. Their energy, mm-hmm. their attitude gets mislabeled. You will have a dominant woman and she'll be labeled as having masculine energy. Or she'll be labeled as a man or even in an argument a man be, oh, you trying to be like a man. Or you trying, you, you can't man, no, you can't be no man. You can't, you see what I'm saying? But it's dominant energy. It's not because I like strong women. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, you know, when you have that, you don't want it to be mistaken that you're liking some masculine energy. You just like dominant energy. Now, so what I I was, you know, advising this um, sister, one of my little spiritual sisters, and she said that. She was a funny statement. I'm not going to be long. She said, uh, talking about our relationship, she said, maybe I just need to stop acting like a black man, like a strong black man. That's what she said. Maybe I need to stop just acting like a strong black man. I said, wow. So I asked her, I said, what does a strong black man act like? And she said, why would you ask me that? That's a deep question. I said, well, you said you were acting like a strong black man, so I assumed you knew what that was. And she said, well, it's just I'm strong, I'm dominant, I'm domineering, this and that. So those are different energies. They don't have anything to do with gender. And so what it is, you're an alpha. Now, Here's, I said, one of the things you may have to do. You may have to find a beta, you know, still in energy. Now, if you have to, if you want an alpha, now here's where I say gender has to come into play, or where I advise gender to come into play. If you're an alpha mm-hmm. woman and you want an alpha, and you want an alpha man, that's where gender should come into play for the male. You're not in competition with your woman. And she's an alpha. She has domineering spirits. But you should be, and this is, I may be wrong. And listen, press one. You can jump in this conversation anytime. She may mm-hmm. have domineering spirits. She may be dominant. And this is where my little bit of chauvinism comes in. But, you know, I'm the man. <laughs> At the end of the day. So you can be alpha. So that's where that little bit of, you know, you can say what you need to say. But at the end of the day, there's two alphas in this house. But one is an alpha male. And one is an alpha female. Now that's why I'm a big gender, and I may be wrong. I'm willing to stand up there on that, ladies. Get on in, press one. We advocate if you want to say something, sister. I'm willing to sit and take whatever may come behind that statement. But I do. I am a big proponent of gender when you're dealing with an alpha female. You know what I'm saying? Because there is going to have to, you know, it can't be that two alphas in the in, in the pack. So one's going to have to exhort. Or one's gonna have to stand out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? One's gonna have to have that little that authority. And that's why I believe that the gender comes in into play as far as that authority on um physical decisions because of the physical dominance. Now there may be some authority there in because I will give women their ingenuity, their ability to reason and problem solve. So in seeking a call, when we're seeking consultation as a family, we're moving in the direction, you know, I may be a little, a little quieter. I may sit back and give more authority to that because I know the logic skills. But, damn it, when we made a decision to move, and I say, yeah, and the foot's firm on that, that's it. That's what man come in. Oh, caveman, I don't know nothing else. We talked about it. Not changing now. Go. Uh, uh. You know, that's why I kick in. So that's where my job kicks in. I'm about to start knocking with the we have to fight. You say, hey, you know what? I don't want to fight this more. Nah, we're going to win, lose, or draw. We're going to see this one through. We both believe we're black. We're going to see this through. 
So, yeah, that's where I think it comes in. So I, I, I do believe in the whole human experience. You know, we should just treat everybody as black people, you know, but there is a point where just going to have to come in, and I think that this is one of the why I think this conversation is necessary, because at what point for us as black people, at what point do we interject gender, and how do we interject maleness, black manhood, and make sure that it is a black manhood that is advantageous for black people, not Eurocentric, because that just keeps us striving. It keeps us chasing a carrot. White manhood is defined by your your, your 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 material possessions, your your class status, your money, your economic class. It's a stat, It's 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 determined by your physical powers, your physical abilities. Everything that they say manhood is determined to keep you from doing. You can't provide for your woman. The police come. They're killing your women. Killing your children. You can't educate them. You can't provide shelter for them. Everything that they say is is manhood. Black men, they are deliberately keeping you from accomplishing or making it damn near possible to accomplish so that you will always feel inferior and feel that lack of so-called manhood. So when we start talking this issue of black manhood, and that's why I love my brother for coming up with this topic, you know, I'm real interested to know how that is translated to us as a people. What are you out there listening what do you think? What is black man to you? And sisters, jump in this because you have to deal with it. So you damn sure may want to have a say in molding it. And nine times out of ten, and I hate to even that statistic because black men are back in their children's lives. But a lot of times right. it is still black women being uh, the first teachers of these children. There's still a lot of households, far too many households, where that male central figure is not present. So, exactly. you know, what is, so jump on here, press one. What is your take? What are some things that you like to see out of black manhood? Let us see if we're going to, we got two black men on here. You know, we love to talk. Let us see if we can right. put it in our black manhood bag or we're going to slap that shit out there. <laughs> now, now what I want, what I want to put in there before y'all jump on these phone lines, don't come on this phone line with what happened to you and the last person. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the corrective processes. That's another thing. We're not going to have a, a, a trauma session where we have trauma bonding and we just venting. Like, you know, we've all been through it. Now we want some, what do you, what could be better? What what was lacking where you were that you say, well, if this was here, this could take it to another level for our people? Yeah, wow. That's a good question. Let's start with Makeda. Let's throw her back on the spot. Throw me back on the spot? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think of this whole black manhood conversation? I mean, and like we were saying, you sisters, we're the counterparts to you. So what 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 is some things you like to see, have happen, defy it as or with the whole concept? Well, um, you know, the thing is <laughs> the thing is I, I'm, listening, I'm listening to you all from this this perspective, and I'm sorry, I need to know about that. I'm having some impact. Um, okay. But I'm listening to your perspective, and in doing so, you know, I hear a lot of stuff that's, I mean, you, you, it, it's difficult for me to, to digest it. 
because I did hear from Yanga, you know, talking about the last whatever and you know, the last word and having the last word in, in certain things when you're dealing with two alphas. Um, I know that that can be a difficulty, but I also look at the idea that these, you know, these constructs or these relationships are established. You know, the template we're using is still European. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, at, even at, at the root of that, you know, mm-hmm. a, a European template on, um, on that whole thing. So, Man, it's deep. And again, I'm not a, you know, not being a man, I'm trying to tread lightly. I really no, am. Don't worry about the tread lightly. Oh, don't for your mind. Peace. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm, like I said, I'm thinking in terms of not knowing what it is that makes you all feel, you know, like there's a shortcoming or there's, you know, there's anything that is not being dictated again by that European template. So I would, you know, okay. I, just, I just always want to say, I, I always want to go back to colonization, period. I just, you know, like that's where I want to take all this. Like, we wouldn't be in this position if it weren't for that, you know, and, right. and I, we wouldn't have this conversation the way we're having it, even when you all were talking about earlier, you know, the things that we built our communities on and whatnot. Like, we were coming, we were still coming from, uh, you know, we may have had um, um, our ancestral um, connection involved, but we were still coming from this whole idea, you know, that it was something... um, Negative, you know, sending our children away and doing certain things and, and, and responding in certain manners that were not conducive to our communities, and then saying, "Well, you know, we were hold, we were upholding a standard." Like when my daughter when my daughter got pregnant, now she was married, but I mean, hell, she could have been married long before <laughs> they got married after knowing each other for six months. They, you know, and that's. That's whatever. You know, that's their relationship. I wasn't trying to dictate it. But what I do know is that when I had my baby, I had family. You know, and that was the, you know, that's the recurring thing that I was trying to keep intact for my daughter was the fact that she would have, that she would have support. And she would, you know, I could make sure that, you know, for those first six months, you don't learn how to be a parent. Just, you know, you don't arrive on the planet learning how to be a parent. And I'm going to tell you, it's funny because that whole alpha thing, her husband and I really didn't set horses like that. <laughs> we really mm-hmm. didn't. Because he is, mm-hmm. he is such a, such a presence. I respected him. But on the other hand, I'm like, little boy. First of all, you know, and I also understood that he had issues with his own mother that made him feel like, you know, you, you got somebody else mama here trying to tell you what to do with, 
Nah, it's not that. I'm trying to guide you, baby. That's all. That's it. Quit tripping. You know, and I, I felt like I always had to defend myself and come back like, huh. you know, he would say things like, my wife. Like, boy, if I tell you what your wife means to me, you know what I'm saying? What, the, Why would words, you do that? Your wife. You're talking to Why me about my Huh? Why no, would you I'm do just that? saying, if, if, I did, if I did that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So what problem like, did you have with him? You had a, a problem with him? It would be a whole... Hmm? I, like okay, I don't want to get in, 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 in into the personal, you know. But what is mm-hmm. I, I'm not hearing, like, uh, a pro, I'm hearing a brother that's claiming well. Like I'm sure there's some personal things, but I, is it the I, strength? And is it the? And then you have to ask yourself. See, that's when we talk about black manhood. You know, everybody's definition of manhood is not going to be pleasant to everyone else. Like, right, right, and, and, right. and please, McKay, this is not to be cold, but you're mm-hmm. not in a relationship with it. If manhood, no, if your daughter is defining that as black manhood and this and that, then your definition of black manhood may just be straight out of the window at that point. You're absolutely right. And I was not trying to, you know, I, my whole position was not to combat it, but it was also watching him constantly trying to, you know, trying to, it felt like a tug of war that I wasn't even in, you know. Well, it was comments like, comments like this. Um, well, you ain't, you ain't fixed my wife nothing to eat while you was in it? Like, uh-uh, don't, <laughs> please don't do that. Like, don't do that. For real. I mean, I'm just saying. And, and that was that was a kind of that was the kind of little stuff that I'd be like, no, you know, that's not what you do. That's not what you do. You know, if you're yeah. really concerned about it, go ahead and do it. But don't come at me about what I didn't yeah. do to your wife. You know, oh, it's your not wife about your it's, Yeah, I see what you're saying. It just, that's just yeah, that's 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 just nitpicking. That's not really. That's a way. That's not really. I would consider right. that a. a Character manhood, that's just his mannerism, not manhood. Yeah. That's just his way. You know, so people have right, ways right. they do things, and that just irks you. What would you say, Shaka? And that could, say that could also be, I'm just listening, a lot of that, you know, what we perceive as manhood, I agree with Makeda, is very European. You know, and like, going back to what you said earlier about the dominant energy. Like, really, we don't have, I mean, our children probably will understand energy more because we have energy discussions with them. But as a whole, we don't have that science. We don't understand the energy. And we, and we attach it to what we see. So, like, my son, my youngest son is very laid back, very soft, very, you know, he's an artistic type. He's not rough and tough. He's not in the sports. He's not big and bulky, you know. So people will look at him and be like, man, he acts like a girl. Because see how we attach mm-hmm. that right to a girl automatically? Right. You know, you know right. He's an opposite energy. He's that's just not right. his energy. Now my other son, right. my oldest son is a little right. bigger. He's a little rougher. Now, but the funny thing right. is, even though he's rougher, he's a he's a he's a self imposed nature. Man, I'm a nerd, Dad. You know, he loves nerdy things. <laughs> now his appearance yeah. would be yeah. like he's the biggest bruiser on the block. But he ain't much different than the other one. But he just looks different. Gentle you know I mean, he enjoys yeah. right. So automatically he's more people say, Yeah, that's I can see that's your son right there, Shaka. And I have to be like, No, they both my sons. You know, they yeah. both reflect an aspect of me, not just one of them, but that's what we do. So a lot of times when we are trying to imitate something, 
uh, be it leadership, whatever, we have a tendency to imitate it in a way that we think it is. So that's when you see it, like we have uh, sisters called brothers. You you weak. You know, you, you, you're yeah, acting like a woman. Exactly. You know, you, you, yeah. you ain't acting like no man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay, maybe, you know, a brother might be, he might he might break down and cry. He might show some emotion. You know, why Why would you say that's acting like a woman in the most derogatory sense of saying there you acting go. like a woman? Exactly. You, you're not saying right. he's acting so like a woman like a fool. What have you said about yourself at that point? What, what have you right. actually said and, about Or vice you? versa. If, and then you got the yeah. other side of it. When a brother says to a sister, you're acting like a man. Why can't she just be strong? And maybe she is imitating the male role because that's what we know. That's all that we mm-hmm. know. We see that as that that must be tough. Or to be tough means to be a thug. You know, everything has been classified for us. So that goes back to what we were saying last show about redefining things now. Because we're not going back mm-hmm. to Africa. That's over. Like yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's done. Right, Colonization right. is here. It, the effects of it is not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So the only thing we have left now is to begin to ask questions, forgive ourselves, and redefine. That's yeah. what I'm trying. That's, that's the purpose it. of this show. That's the purpose of my topic. Let's, let's forgive ourselves for what we have done, hold ourselves accountable for what we've done, and now, God damn it, let's redefine this, this madness mm-hmm. so that we don't have to pass mm-hmm. this on to your grandchild, my future grandchildren, et cetera. Yeah, and I'll absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the jumping, and, I, and that's what I was saying about that energy, man, wholeheartedly, man, like you were saying about the energy. Yeah. That's been my whole theory to think, you know, I just think we apply gender to everything. We have to understand why these certain mm-hmm. titles and certain classifications came about. This is to maintain a certain lifestyle of that devil. The whole race, the black-white classification came about to maintain mm-hmm. their lifestyle. The whole gender, because we know this devil despises his woman. So the whole gender mm-hmm. uh, distinction and classification came about to maintain control. One of the things that, it, like I said, throwing that shit out the door. Um, and I would agree with you, Makeda, that a lot of my, I don't know if I would say Eurocentric. Yeah, because that's like what Shock was saying. We've been affected by it. There's no escaping it. We've been bred in it. It's become a, a steady part of our diet. But I don't know if mm-hmm. that particular thing, when I say the man, that alpha male thing taking the lead is so much I'm coming from a Eurocentric place, and it may be. Here's my reasoning behind it, though, is because it, it, it kind of goes into what Chaka was saying about those neurons, but not so much me neurons, but what I have to contribute to the fight. Like, if we're sitting, if we're at the planning session, and I know my woman can do, you know, her thing, and this is her strength. And I'm looking at this as because I, I like to use nature as my template for a lot of things. So I know that the woman doesn't have the physical stature or the physical powers, some women know, <laughs> as men, right? right. So mm-hmm. in order to compensate for that, God, nature, what have you, I like to believe, and, and, and from what I've witnessed, has given women a like a double dip of intellect. It's sometimes not you always use healthily. Sometimes it can be very cunning. She can use it for very cunning uh, 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 things. But she has been given intellect. She's been given wit right. and a tongue and a mouthpiece and all of these things. So when we're in the stages where, and that's why I don't believe in roles, I believe in positions. So when we're in the right. stage of planning and developing and the sister's playing her position, hey, listen, 
I'm not interfering in that position because that's what she has to offer. When it's time for execution or when we're going into that phase of me getting out there and why I say, yeah, I'm taking the lead in the charge, because now I'm giving what I have to offer, which is my physical powers, my presence, my domineering, you know, my that maleness to the situation that she both, that she and I both have agreed on. And probably nine times out of ten, if we're being honest, she is probably taking a little more of the behind the scenes, getting it together, the organizing, and I'm out there just whacking weeds, you know, chopping down mm-hmm. trees. And a well, lot of times you, since we – yes. Let me ask you what that means. I didn't mean to cut you off like that, but – No, please. What does that mean for the woman who is fierce? And I'm talking about physically fierce. What does that mean in that context when you have women who, you know, they fight? Is she more fierce than me? If she's more fierce than me, then, hell, she take the lead in fighting. I mean, she takes the lead in in the summer. But her being more fierce, if she's more fierce than me in the physical powers and she's more fierce than me in the mental abilities, then I'm the beta. What's the argument? I'm the beta. You see? If she's dominating, she's domineering in all of these areas, then clearly I'm the beta. There shouldn't be a problem. But if I'm an alpha and she's an alpha and we're matching in some areas, or if we're even matching in the physical powers, then she has to allow my manliness to kick in because you're the mother of the children. You're the teacher. You're the life bearer. Still, I still need to take that front. If we're matching in physical powers, I still need to take the charge because you, your gender, in my, in my world, my society plays has more of an important role than my gender at this at, at this point. Or I ain't even gonna say important role. I'm gonna say my role right now is to ensure the the continuity, the continuance of my people, and you are a part of that. So I don't need you taking that lead. See what I'm saying? But if you're stronger than me in the physical powers, ain't no point in me getting out there and getting my ass kicked when you can beat him up. You know, but then there again, like I said, I'm, I'm clearly the beta then. I'm like, bang, get him. You know, you know, you know one, that's of, why one of the things that – Go ahead, bro. One of the things that kind of kind of gets me, I listen to that, that question, uh, let's just erase – this whole American experience from what I'm about to get into. And there's a saying that I just saw today on, on, on the internet. Somebody had a, a shirt that says, when you teach a woman, you teach a nation, right? It didn't say when you teach a man and woman, you teach a nation. It clearly said, when you teach a woman, you teach a nation. And I've heard that saying a lot. And if that's the case, that's a very big responsibility. So why should I risk you? Even if you are stronger than me. Apparently you have something I don't have. It didn't say when you teach a man, you teach a nation. It said when you teach a woman, you teach a nation. And if, and if the idea is create a nation, then those who can see the nation with what we need the most should be protected the most. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and, and I think when we get into the, to the, to this whole European denial of gender or denial of this, then we feel we need to prove ourselves. Well, are we really proving ourselves to each other, or are we proving ourselves to what white man has taken away from us? You know, I think we get that confused a lot of times. Like, like, okay, is the white man that said I'm not man enough? Is the white man that says she's not woman enough? Is the white man that said that woman is less than man? I didn't say this. Mm-hmm. I grew up thinking right. this, but I didn't say this. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're, are we battling each other at this point, or are we battling things that we should be coming together to battle against? Like the the, the homemade That's woman, right. the, the 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 homemade woman of Africa, who who Amazons are based upon, were a warrior-like species. They were they were warrior women, you know. But they weren't they weren't anomaly. They weren't the common. They were special because you didn't see that everywhere. It's like whoa, wow, you know, evolution gave this to us. But at the same mm-hmm. time. We see how one of the, the homemade women took in the brother um, uh, Dessaline. Jean-Jacques Dessaline was raised by one of these women who was captured, and she was brought over. And she, the man who freed Haiti. So at some point, she didn't, you know, she didn't, you know, get so out She was like, all right, well, this is this is also my job. You know what I mean? If we look again, leave our culture and go to the the Finlandian. Viking cultures, the Norways and the Vikings, you know, the Valhalla or the Valkyrie women were feared throughout the land, feared, fierce fighters. From the age of five, they were trained how to fight and, and, and just as good as any man. But their mm-hmm. job was to stay here and protect the village. We go out and plunder because you know what? We're expendable in a sense. Let us go. I'll go out and do the plunder and bring the resources, but you stay here. And you protect these children. You protect our homestead. You protect our nation, which is a very important job. It's, actually, it's more important. The man who stands back and guards the general is more important than the man who's sent to go on the front line. The infantryman is, is expendable. The ones who are here to guard the fort are, are the most valuable. So I think we are so busy watching the Richter scale of the European that we're kind of getting this all mixed up here. And it goes back to what the brother was saying. It's not like it's roles. And we have to learn when to cut the role on and when to cut it off. You know, it's like the grandparent, you know, when everybody, all of us have children, obviously. And, you know, if you had the pleasure of taking your child around your parent and then you watch how your parent will override you to your child, you know, and we laugh about it, but it's not cute. It's very not cute at all. You know what I mean? Because at that mm-hmm. point, I, I'm not the parent anymore. I'm the grandparent. I'm the advisor now, mm-hmm. you know, and I should give advice. I shouldn't tell a kid, listen, because I'm your mother's mother. I'm your father's father. You listen to me. No, you listen to your father, but then I'm going to tell the father, you know, I brought you up a certain way, so I'll be doing X, Y, Z. It's a balance there. And the same thing with brothers and sisters is a balance, but that goes back to the topic in the beginning. We can't get to that balance until we let go of this pain, until we talk about this pain, but we, we, we analyze it, you know, we, we, we accept the wrongs, accept the pain we've caused each other, and then be brave as fuck. Now, this is where the alpha beta, my idea, this is where alpha beta comes in. Alpha is do we recognize our shit and battle this shit so we can kick this white man's ass, or do we beta out and, and make excuses and, and cop out? That's my alpha beta. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? That's the truth. And I agree, man. I, I think that was well put. Uh, you know, I definitely agree. I don't know. I, I may only disagree with one thing. I, you know, and that's with I believe in. I let a woman fight. <laughs> if she can fight, I would let a woman. Oh, fight. Oh, I mean, she can fight. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. She can fight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, I know. No, I know. I right, can't. Man. I can't handle two, three children. Shit, I go to Walmart. Two kids, I lose it. <laughs> okay. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> but I love how you just broke down, like you said, man. Just reiterating the point of that's where. You know, to put back on like we were saying, that's where for black people, I think we should start to interject gender. You broke that down so eloquently. Like when I was saying, you know, yeah, I would, I'm gonna have to pull that male card as being the alpha, go out there to fight. But like you broke it down, man. Look how vital 
your position is. Look how important to us as a people your position is. And that's when gender comes in. But where the Eurocentrism comes in, not from me saying this is how important your gender is or this is, um, you know, I'm the alpha male where the Eurocentrism comes in, and I and sisters, y'all going to be mad and get on the line, is your response to it. You think I'm trying to suppress you. You think I'm trying to make you get behind me. You think I'm trying to tell you what to do. It's the Eurocentrism comes in, not in my action that I'm contributing to the struggle all that I have, which is my physical being. It's in your response. It's just like me in the science of Islam or in the tradition, the culture of Islam. The men pray in front of the women. You know what I'm saying? And so you had the sisters come, oh, man, I couldn't, that's why I couldn't get, because they behind the, 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 the men and all of that. I said, that is Eurocentrism. First hand. Why is that the first thing that you think? I said, don't you know that in Islam, that when you pray, you have a thing in front of you called a sutra, which is a protector, a guardian. The men should, they say, put a saddle, put a pole, put something in front of you that if somebody crosses between you and that thing, you wear their ass out. You are the sutra mm-hmm. for your women and children. That's one wisdom. You're standing before the women and children. The other wisdom is should you get cowardly and decide to run from battle, you will be running over your women and children. Mm. So there's a science. The Eurocentrism is the philosophy that we add to. So everything just because we add gender to it doesn't matter. Oh, that's chauvinistic. That's uh, machismo. That's my, No, some things are practical. <laughs> some things or right. have wisdoms to them. And some things are natural because it allows every being to give and contribute their natural ability or what they would say, their God-giving ability. Shaka, we got to call them, man. Let's go to the lines. Hey, come on. That's cool with everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Who's that? Hey. Hey, peace. 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 It's Sister Amina. Hey. I just want to say you're a great show. It is What's going a great on, show. Man, I, it must be a good show. We got a meaner to hit to, to get on. Right, this is a good show. Man, <laughs> praise, oh, praise when they, when, the when, when, when it comes to um, talking about the black man, I will definitely be there because um, mm-hmm. it does need to be talked about. I'm looking at um, the introduction of the description of the show. And um, you said helping, you said helping, holding, and healing. And those those three things are, like, really important for black men. Um, I deal with a lot of black men every day um, in my my community. You know, um, Uh they vent vent to me. They vent to me. I'm their vessel. I Mm -hmm. keep their secrets. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you would be surprised what black men go through every day. And it's not just for women, it's their it's their job. I'm teasing. I'm you know? Teasing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, I was teasing you. I think it's your secret for you. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That's delay is murder. Go ahead, Amina. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Sister, go ahead sister. Well, well what I'm saying is, you know, they go through so much in today's society from 
for women to jobs to wanting to see their children and they can't. They, you know, they go through a lot of things. So I would just wanted to, you know, suggest that anybody that's listening, be an open door for a black man every day. You know, talk to them. Make sure they have somewhere they can vent to so we don't have high rates of suicide. A lot of men don't have nowhere to go, no program, none. You know, so I just wanted to say I love the black man, um, and we just got to be there for him. Let's create some programs. That's all I want to say. That was very important, and that's why I say, you know, it's, it's important to be a healer. You know, you, you just don't understand how healing and allowing somebody to vent, allowing somebody to express themselves where it's been pent up can be, you know, a whole world of, you know, it, make, it, it can make the difference between life and death for, for right. anybody. But mm-hmm. especially when you look at, look at you know, um, someone who is as heavily, as heavily oppressed and constantly, you know, showered upon with that oppression as black men, you know, and we all we all face it, you know, black men and black women. But uh-huh, you know, you, you have to you have to be aware and I think responsible. I looked I saw a shirt um recently. It was a uh, it was a T shirt online and it was two shirts actually. The guy had on a shirt and it said protect her. And the girl had on a shirt and it said protect him. Um, Mm -hmm. These were, you know, these are black, these are black people. They are standing in for, you know, each other at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Protect her, protect him. But you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to, you know, be a Mm -hmm. sort of bomb Mm -hmm. for, you know, for the trauma that we do go through. And try to understand, you know, you you try to understand, but at the very least, let them get it out. Let them get it out. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of the, you know, that's part of that dying slowly. You know, never being able to express yourself. Never being able to Mm -hmm. say what's wrong, what's eating you. You know, and Mm -hmm. never feeling heard um, prior to being in a particular relationship I remember the guy saying to me, um, the thing that hurt him most in this relationship, he was married, <clears throat> and he said, the thing that hurt me most and the thing that I need most is for my woman to believe in me. I need her to believe in me. You know, and he mm-hmm. was like, the thing that hurt me most was that, you know, I knew she didn't. I could see, like, it was in everything she did that she didn't believe in me. She didn't, you know, she didn't trust me, even though I was making shit happen every day. I was making changes. I was making stuff, you know. And I'm like, my the only thing I could offer him was, I understand that. <clears throat> you know, I do get it. But what I want you to also understand is that it may have been how she was interpreting what she was doing. You know, she, she may not have been in need of that thing that you were providing it was something else and you were giving her something that she didn't deem necessary or important. But I do understand that, you know, if you were moving in her favor, you wanted, you, you needed to see that she understood that much. She 
you needed to, mm-hmm. you know, you needed to know that she trusted you to do that part, to play that part. And he was like, that's right, all right. I, you know, that's all I ever needed, for real. Like, you know, but I'm like, a lot of times, again, we're caught up in, you know, we're caught up in what we think uh, somebody wants. You know, we're and that's according to societal, you know, those societal norms, and we're still using that European template. So we have to pull away from that, just across the board. Just pull away from it mm-hmm. and, and deal with each other. You know, like where we are, right. like deal with each other. Um, it's hard being, to tell people that, huh? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, and it's hard to tell just tell people that. When they, you know, they've been indoctrinated in this whole thing to, you know, right. to, to move a certain kind of way their entire lives. But, like, you see a world of difference the moment you step out of that and just go, oh, okay. It's a little right. bit easier. It is a little bit easier. You know, one of the things, though, that, that I would question is I would ask a brother, why stay so long? You know, you have to have a healthy love of self. You know, mm-hmm. if you need, first of all, need this woman to believe in you, I, we would, that's where we would begin the discussion. Why do you need mm-hmm. her to believe in you? You know what I'm saying? That's where we would begin the discussion. But somewhere along the discussion, I'd like for us to, he and I, to come across, I, if my question would be, why did you stay? Why do, if you know you're, She's not going to give you what you need. You're not getting what you need. Why are you torturing yourself? What is this why, perversion? Why do you what is this beyond? need to punish yourself? Is it, yeah, you know, what's first? Is it, is, you know, is there a need to punish yourself? And secondly, are you so indoctrinated there again into sometimes not Eurocentric society because we get the, Euro, the, the European hates his woman. We get an overabundance of what I like to call them a romanticized, uh, mm-hmm. pre, pre-colonialized, uh, <laughs> utopic Africa. You know, we go to the next level of it, and we get the, oh, goddess, queen, mother, oh, oh goddess, oh. And she can give you boo-boo on a plate, and you will eat it with a silver fork in an effort to show you right. that it's some type of understanding black man and that you've elevated the black woman to such a level and that, you know what I'm saying, you're breaking cycles and that you're unrealistic. You're unreal. You look like a chump, a sucker. That still, just because she's black doesn't mean anything. She still can be susceptible to wickedness. And nefarious plots and evil ways, and you're taking this goddess thing to the next level. You have to love yourself like. And this is this is a show for the brothers. I mean, it's for all of us. But we said we were talking to the brothers. Swiss Shocker said we could do. I'm rapping to my brothers, sisters. Please don't get offended. I'm talking to my brothers. Brothers, you have to love yourself. And in loving yourself, then when you love yourself properly, you can begin to love properly and know what at least. A healthy, proper love should look like because you say, hey, I love myself better than what you're giving. That's what, mm-hmm. secondly, let me, in, in my conclusion, say this. Know what you want, black man. Mm. Know what you want. Write it down. 
Write what you want down. I keep a journal. Call it that other energy if you want to. Oh, that's that girly stuff. Call it that other energy if you want to. I keep a journal. You know, write it down. And then after you write down what you want, knowing what you want, be realistic. Do you possess the capabilities or the ability or any of these things that it's going to take to get what's on your list? Know that the law of attraction. You have to know the law of attraction. Like attracts like. So if you want it done, you can't be a nickel. You got to step it on all the way up to the full of dime and begin the most. And, and there again, that starts with self. So I've, to, to end it with Dave and just um, going off what my dear sister Makeda was saying, you know, I would advise that brother, hey, man, love yourself first. And secondly, you know, first, love yourself. Why do you need her to believe in you? Secondly, if you see this treatment isn't advantageous, isn't good to you, doesn't make you feel good, nothing good is coming from it, this is not the place you want to be. And this is maybe if we applied the same philosophy to our social interactions with one another and to our spending and to just the way we live, if it doesn't bring good, I need to leave it alone, we may take at least a damn one step forward in this so-called movement. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I, 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 think, I would say also, right. in, in what you said was important, to know what you want is important. But in, in understanding that so many people have not seen or don't understand what they want, exactly what they're looking for, mm-hmm. I would also mm-hmm. say, if you don't know what you want, at least be able to say what you don't. At least be able to look at look at look at things that you've seen and go, I don't, I can't have that in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you can have some type of, you know, something that will guide you. Because I don't understand, honestly, I don't understand getting involved with somebody beyond. I mean, I understand being getting involved with them. But once you see certain things, I don't understand binding yourself to it for life. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand marrying it. If you see this shit in, in, in the relationship before you're married or before you have committed yourself to a certain degree of, you know, like I, I intend to be here, um, if you see these, these things and they, you know, you can't work that out then, why, why are you going this far with it? Because the idea is, you know, longevity, right? I mean, when you get married, you don't get married to get divorced. You, you know, you want longevity, right? And if you can't work it out in the beginning stage, which is usually the honeymoon phase anyway, you know, if any time I feel like you're right. able to work it out. But, I mean, this is, you know, it's, yeah. I If you don't know what you do want because you haven't seen it, at least, know what you don't want because you have to, you know. Mm. I, I think also, know. yeah, um, I think one of the things, too, like just reflecting on the brother, using that as an example, um, mm-hmm. paternal relationships, man, maternal and paternal relationships. Like a lot of us, the relationship with our mothers, talking to brothers now, has a lot to do with our relationships with women. And not mm-hmm. so much as a hate thing. But how, what you look for. See, it's easy to say, well, what, 
Can we lose him? Oh, look, I thought I had got cut off somehow. Shocker. Uh, I think he he gonna have to call. You know he's driving, so yeah. I gotta love our brother, man. He's a man. That man will do it from the road for the people. You know all, all right, that work. Exactly. Hey, but you know what? Since we're waiting for him to come back in, I like to address some of what you were saying about like if you don't know what you want, at least mm-hmm. at least know what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's deep because that'll help you to get to knowing what you, what you want. We know with everything, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if you don't want someone, like name something you don't want. I don't want abusiveness in my You don't want what? I don't don't want anybody abusive toward me. Okay. So I would advise a sister said, I don't want nothing abusive, and she thinks she doesn't know what she wants. Then you want what? A man with compassion. I want a compassionate man. I want a man that will, and you build from that. I want a man that will, and listen, your list, brothers, sisters, can be as long as you want. You can have a dictionary if you want to. Can't nobody tell you what you don't want. You can, I want a oh, people this, love it. People love to say that. You, you, you narrowing your, your playing field down. Like, come on, man, no. Hey, this is man, what I require. Listen, I am a person that believes in a manifest. I believe that I am a God, and I believe hmm. in the manifestation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I believe in the manifest. I believe in manifestation, and I believe you must know what you want to manifest it. And not only must you be able to visualize it, you must be able to create the sensations in yourself. If you want that brother, you need to feel that brother. Love on that brother. You don't even, you ain't been around that brother. If you want that sister brother, love that sister from afar. Love that sister in your dreams. Feel all the feelings of love. Know what you visualize her in your mind, all of those things that you ask for, and then send that love beacon out there, be in love with her. And when you see her, that'll be what they call that love at first sight. A lot of times you meet that people at love at first sight when they're, oh, it's love at first sight. You know what is the next, usually some of the the next statement that comes or somewhere along in the conversation comes, oh, love at first sight, you're you're, you're what I've always wanted. You're Mm -hmm. what I always wanted. Mm-hmm. They don't that love at first sight, that soulmate attraction. You've been putting that out in the universe. You've been manifesting that. Right. And lo and behold, here it comes. Why did it take so long, you say? Because you didn't know that you were God manifesting. You didn't know the art of manifesting. You didn't believe. How do you think an airplane flies? They got you believing in science. Oh, here's my brother back on. And we go back to his thing. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm cool I'm, I'm back. I'm in the mount. I'm in these mountains, so I might drop out. So I'm not gonna make it. I would be quick. But what I was saying is that um, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is in relations. Like, and 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 uh, I'll take myself, man, because I'm so I'm gonna put myself on the line. You know what I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's be real. This is a real show. We talk about it. So like in my own life. I've had numerous relationship issues, and it took me to stop and look at it and say, well, what, why is this pattern happening? Is it because you're a bad person? No. Is it because they're bad people? No. It's because a lot of the things that I want and desire, I don't know what they look like. I, have, I know what I want, but I don't know what, I don't know what it looks like. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard about it, and I've seen 
I've seen what I think it is, but I've never seen it myself. So now, in all of this trial and error, now all this pain and trauma kicks in from both sides. You know what I mean? So now you develop all this pain and trauma. You you dish out a lot of pain and trauma. So I think a lot of times people stay because who really wants to be alone? Most people, yeah. we're mammals. Let's be scientific about it. We're mammals. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are a species that operate in packs. We're not really designed to be alone. But what happens is our, our, our need for accompaniment, accompaniment uh, I'm saying it wrong, our need to be in the pack, <laughs> it, it, mm-hmm. it can be detrimental to our health. It can be detrimental to us because a lot of times we will accept anything because we want to be connected to something. And I, and I didn't really value that until I ain't going to lie. So I got incarcerated and I was put in the hole. And when I was put in a hole, I realized how inhumane it is to be by yourself. To put a person by themselves is the most inhumane, brutal thing you can do to a human being, to cut them off from everything. So people fear that. It's a natural fear. However, we have a tendency. Hello? Yeah, it looks like that dropped. Settling for halves comes in. <laughs> you you went out for a minute. We oh, we lost you at we have a tendency. Yeah, now we can. We lost okay. you. At we have a tendency. Oh, I said we have a tendency to accept you know anything because we don't want to be alone because it is not natural for a human being to be alone. But it's the difference between being by yourself and alone, and we have to begin mm-hmm. to define that, you know, and define the difference between being by yourself and alone. The second half is, like I said. You know, we have to, to, to be honest with ourselves and stop beating ourselves up as bad as we do for the things that we do because we're trying to figure this out as we go along. There's no roadmap to none of this. None of it, you know what I mean, has a roadmap. You know, and I, I think for the brother like that when he says, well, he wants his woman to believe in him because maybe his mother didn't believe in him. Maybe his mother, you know, the woman, the first woman in his life didn't come to his that's talent what, show. That's, that's what you it's, were talking yeah, about. It's still of you know these these things that happen and how the relationship between the parent and or the or the mother and the son and the you know the father and the daughter yeah. how that plays a role in in all of this. Right. So I'm saying. So with that being said, like you know, I'm not saying not to not to take away. He should. You shouldn't get allow yourself to be beat up looking for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But I definitely can understand where it comes from. I mean, like, I look at my mother, who I think is a wonderful woman. But there are some, some moves she made when I was growing up that had effects on me. And I don't think she did it maliciously. Like, you know, I, to share my story, hey, I, I was separated from the household at nine years old, sent to live down south for what looked like back then that was the answer to everything, child acting up, sent him down south, you know. And I don't think she, she thought through the ramifications of separating me that early. You know what I mean? And sending me on my own that early, how that would affect me later on. You know, I, as a parent, I've said things to my children in anger that I, I later on, thank God I had the wisdom to go back and say, oh, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean that. But what if I didn't say sorry for that one thing I said that could devastate mm-hmm. my child forever? You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all talk, we, we, we laugh about, you know, my mom was this or my pops was that, and they ain't playing, they cuss us out in a minute. But that's, that's mental trauma. And that, that trauma mm-hmm. affects us. And we go through life holding those scars and seeing those things, and we replicate those things in our relationships with other people. And then we hurt those people. Mm-hmm. And then those people, mm-hmm. now that you've hurt those people, that's one less person you could build with now because now there's mm-hmm. one more problem that's on the earth. You know what I mean? Well, we, so now we got to go back and look at all that. Well, it's like you said that. We, we, 
knowing those are the the, the problems, we got to be so, like, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I, so I would have told the brother, you have an issue. If you need right. this woman to believe in you, that's an issue. Now, what's the solution? Mm-hmm. Because clearly, that's that's one of the problems. We're needing things out yeah. of people. And my mouth is close to my ears. I'm not not affected by living here and, and, and being mm-hmm. raised. But when I when I look at these things, when things do affect me, and I say, okay, I need to step back on this. And is this my issue or is this the other person's issue I'm dealing with? My junk or this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right, first right, thing right. that has to be so... Yeah, his need for her to believe he needs to, where, where in that am I lacking? What happened to me? And now mm-hmm. I need to go get help. If I don't go get help, I am now a willing victim. I, mm-hmm. If right, I don't go right. get help for this, now I'm inviting whatever pariah comes into my life and just abuses me. And right. here's my warning to some some of the and I my dear sister Mina and my dear sister Makeda and you very loving sisters of the black man. At that what point do you pull up? I know it's always have a door, have a door for the black man, but all my skin folk ain't my kin folk. At some point in time, he's going against the mold that us that are trying to redefine black manhood and trying to bring some type of structure uh, uh or or semblance of some uh, black a central figure in, in 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 our community, he's hurting that. And sometimes you guys are that big as they oh give him a chance, let him this that instead of letting us take out and bust his damn head. Sometimes, you know, not saying that's the case for every instance. And I'm being rough and uh, rugged, but I mean through love, not physical. Through love, being a little firm love, like hey man, this is the example we're trying to set. This is what we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes into the army. And cries about the drill instructor. Oh yeah, now I heard they changed the arm. I think they can cry about the drill instructor now. But yeah, um, that, and I'm gonna be brief and, and and just say that. But that's what I mean by, um, like once it's pointed out that yo, bro, maybe that's an issue. This and that. If where does it? Because I can't even be so hard. Where if he don't go get help, that's on him. Because a lot of us have phobias from doctors. I'm sitting here, man, sick, hurting now, and haven't went to the doctor. So a lot of us have brothers. So what is some of the solutions? What do we? How do we address that issue? Okay, I, I, we pointed out, bro. I think one of problem. the things is we need we need to. Well, first of all, a lot of us we don't have a lot of people in that field. Not let me get it correct. There are a lot of black people, black skinned people, in the field of psychology and mental health. But there are not a lot of black people. You know, when I say black people, meaning you understand and you got into that field specifically to help. So what happens is after Amina, I mean, after Amina diagnoses and say, well, yeah, bro, you need some help, but then he ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now we got to jump in and start becoming those other avenues of further help, further clinical help. Right. Because a lot of, instead of calling instead of calling each other crazy or pointing, you got an issue, or you need, you know, you fucked up. We need to really say like, yo, I mean, as a now as a people, we need we need uh, all out mental health. You know, and mental training. Yes, sir. But definitely in these yes, particular, and, and especially in this particular area, and we need to address it, man. When we talk about mental health, we tend to, you know, we'll, we we tend to think of the big things. But hell, just diagnosing a lot of our dysfunctional family life coming up is it would help a lot with our mental health. It would help to strengthen us mentally. Re- mental health is also reinforcement. It doesn't have to wait to something wrong. We we can reinforce you before something wrong. You know, start putting it into you 
that things that you don't have. Because just because people walk out here looking like they got it all together don't mean they got it all together. You know what I mean? Right. And, and a lot of them don't know they got it all together until they're up against something that shows them they ain't got it all together. Then they got to have the courage to say, I ain't got it all together. And then they got to have the support system to encourage them to do something about what's not all together. You feel me? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you got then you got what I call that, that crazy love. Sometimes, you know, you got two people who are no good to themselves. But they see something in each other. They see something in each you know like to themselves they're no good, but they see something in each other. So then that's a whole nother dynamic. That's like a whole nother radio show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um I just think like the one of the reasons I, I, I kicked that out there is because, you know, in order to end the cycle, we, we one have to admit there is a cycle. Two, mm-hmm. we have to be willing to, to tear it apart and look deeply into it. And three, like you said, you need solutions. And um, I know I talk to a lot of people. I personally started my, you know, uh, my quest to be in the field of psychology and mental health. You know, I got two more years to a bachelor. I intend to finish that bachelor. And I didn't get into it because of the money or because of this, because of that. I got into it because I was like, yo, my people cannot be this bad. We can't just be this effed up. You know, it's got to be something deeper to why we do what we do, including myself. You know what I mean? Including myself. So that's why I wanted to bring this show out today to have this discussion. And and hopefully we ain't going to find solutions in these two hours. Well, I'm hoping people take this conversation back to your homes and, and dig into it. Split it up and where it applies, you know. But let's let's get into this conversation as a whole. Right. I, I agree. You know? And, you know, would you say something, McCain? I'm sorry. Uh, pardon the body. Would you say something? No, I, I was I was disagreeing and in agreement. I, you know what? I I definitely agree. And starting like we already said, starting with self, also finding ways. I I so know that society is going to have to be affected. I mean, society's going to have to be all right change, but doing something that Straight begins up. to affect that change. You know, um, I I. I think I heard McKay a little earlier when I was talking about how the young ladies were sent when they got, you know, uh, pregnant and stuff and sent with the grand, and not necessarily what we did in the past was right. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it was right or wrong. I know it was effective. And what I mean by effective is that it was such uh, either stigma attached to it or it wasn't, they weren't paraded around in the community that, sex out of wedlock was acceptable. See, one of the ways that so much crazy in our relationship is flying because we don't have the social, moral norms and ethics anyway. Uh, ethics anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be married to have sex. You don't have, you can bounce from a lake. Back in the day, that was Jezebel or brother, you was Dirty D. Oh, that Dirty D. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was stigmas attached to it so it didn't, you know, that was on some DL or it just wasn't as rampant as it is now. The over-sexualization of society, the lack of morals and ethics in the black community and not accepting everything, this overdose of liberalism that we just embrace, just lap up, has allowed, uh, that, that has allowed insanity to go undetected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now it ain't nothing for us just to have four or five dudes running in our house. We don't know which one of them grows crazy, which one touching the baby, which one doing what, this and that. You know, um, it's nothing for brothers 
to be, you know, um, however they want to be. And not even like they was back in the day. Back in the day when you had multiple women, you used, you, used to, you at least used to have to be a player. You remember that? When I was coming up, if you had multiple women, <laughs> right, right. you had multiple women, they were called players. They had gained that mouthpiece. They looked good. They stayed sharp. These bumps. You sisters have lowered your standards for bumps. For bumps. And it's not that I'm coming hard on the brothers like that. Like we're saying, if we're trying to elevate a standard, then I must yell at my brothers, whom I expect to yell at me when they see Brother Yanga acting like a bum on a continuous basis. I mean, first, if you see me being bummy, pull me to the side and say, yo, bro, you're looking real bummy. But if it becomes my way, then start to yell, yo, man, you, you're a bum. You're being a bum, brother. You're not a bum. You're being a bum, black man. So you sisters are allowing these brothers to settle for bumism. And we all must elevate the standards. And we elevate that standard um, by, and this is why we're, 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 Connected and interconnected Our issues are your issues That's why I said gender Sometimes can be put in everything Our issue is your issue Your issue is our issue Now how our issues come together When they're specifically on gender Is because Women It's going to take you To help us To mold this manhood Because you have to live With the man you can't let me define manhood for myself because Agreed. that might be anything. That might be eating popsicles and riding a motorcycle. You see, you see what I'm saying? So women, you're going to, the same way brothers and sisters, listen, you're going to have to allow us to have a say and an input in what we think womanhood is because we have to live with that. If we allow you to fight, it, it may be eating donuts and Skipping, who knows? So we can't since since they are interrelated. Each other's input is going to be valuable. It is mm-hmm. invaluable, in fact. We must know how to be tolerable at the least, but we hope to be pleasant and loving to our women and sisters. I hope you would like to know how to be loving and pleasant to us. Aren't we tired of the guessing games? What's wrong with you now? Oh, because we're trying to extract, we're looking at your clues and we're trying to decipher by Eurocentric standards. Impossible. That's like Shock was talking about one time when you was little, sitting off the box top, box top to get the Dakota rings. So I'm sending for right. tracing Dakota ring, trying to decipher Spider-Man. Impossible. Black woman, I can't decipher right. your moods by Eurocentric matrix. I code that. So we have to redefine this thing, sit down and redefine that thing. I'm not going to be wrong with it. What do you guys think right. about that? Now, now what, what we, I think one of the things that can happen, cannot happen, and this is one thing that really pisses me off. I am so tired of the perfect person bullshit, Okay. Just because you come out here with your husband or your wife and you parade them around in front of us and you present yourself to be so together, we don't know what goes on in your house, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of parading that impo- impossible level of relationship, I want to know what happens when you don't get along. 
Tell me how you get past the don't get along. Tell me how do you, how did you get past brother the temptation of not going outside of her and sister. I know that there's a man that came across your path that's better than this man you with right now. What did you do to not go to that guy? You know what I mean? I want to know those things. What did you do when each of you sat down and realized something was wrong with each of you, and but yet you still managed to hold together? Stop telling the story of greatness. It sounds like that Ethiopian Africa bullshit. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, this you don't think so? I, I'm tired of it. I'm, Wouldn't you like I, to see great marriages, though? No, I like great marriages, but I want to know. I want to know the secret how he got there. There's a couple in in New York, and I always use an example: the Fullers. And I love the Fullers to death. They've been together like 80 years. And when I asked Mr. Fuller, like, how did you do it? Like, there, you need to write a book. And he was like, Nah. He said, Really? Come and show you. So he walked me around his house, and his mother, Mrs. Fuller, his wife rather, Miss Sandy Fuller. Who we all love. She, everybody knows in New York, she makes like the, the synthetic flowers. Beautiful. She does a great job. And he showed me his add-on to the house that was her side of the house. And then he took me through to show me where he does work with metal because he's a, I think he's a retired metal worker. And he showed me his side of the house. And he said there are times that they kind of have to go into their own places in order to make it work. You know what I mean? In order to make it work. So, Little lessons like that. I do want to learn. I, I talked to another elder couple who had, like, three bedrooms. And I was like, three bedrooms? They was like, yeah, they, that's her bedroom, that's my bedroom, and that's our bedroom. He said, sometimes I have to sleep in my bedroom. Sometimes she sleeps in her bedroom for weeks at a time. We see each other. Been, we eat breakfast together, we do everything, but we go to bed in separate beds. He said, and then sometimes then we come together in our bed. He said, that's our secret. So I want to know these little nuances, these secrets. But I love a, a, I want a beautiful marriage, but I want to know how you did it. Don't flaunt but you, the, the end product. I think that's what it's all about, though. I, I think not to be contrary, brother. I think that flaunting the end product is what it's all about because the recipe, I don't think there's no magic recipe for any marriage. Like, I don't want to be separate in a separate bed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that not may saying, not be like, the not recipe. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm just yeah, using that. I'm saying that very, may not be the I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I'm not to cut you off. There so, are various, so, there are like, various but ways. But I agree. Yeah, so I agree with what you're saying in, in the beginning of, like, the program, realizing that there's issues. The first thing is realizing right. that, okay, I have issues that permit me from listening to you to figure out what will give us longevity mm-hmm. to our marriage. I need to figure out what issue I have with you, woman, that I'm right. not listening. Right. I don't, you know, nobody can give me a plan to it, but so the issues that's creating right. the blockage. I think we, yeah, like you was, like we, basically we were all saying yeah. earlier, but, but, what is this yeah. blockage? And we've all agreed that a lot of it pre- right. predominantly is Eurocentric thinking. Let's remove the blockage so that prevents us from I'll... communicating. Right. And, yeah, right. doing that. Go ahead, brother. I, 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 I disagree, and the reason I say I disagree is, because when you present a hollow image, okay, I got my degree. I got mine. I got mine. Okay, great. I'm glad you got yours. But how the fuck did you get it? How did you get from here to there? I, I, can, I can take a thousand different ways because I can choose which one applies to my situation. Right. But tell me that there was a – but, but don't – too often we get people in this community who get up and they dashikis and they – funny little names and all that, and they, they present themselves as if they are pristine. And, and then if I'm not pristine, I'm not going to step to you. I'm not even going to talk to you because you make me feel already like I'm not you. 
and that causes problems. Because then now we're trying to change something that. Yeah. that uh, well, I'm just saying, like, I, I think that like a good marriage is like hopeful. You know, when you see no, a good you, couple, you know, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. You miss what I'm. You miss what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm go not to saying. I'm go, good, you're talking about this. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about. You want to know the secret? Like you use a college thing. Like somebody, like you present yourself. You have a degree. I say, how did you get your degree? You say, I went to college. I took this course, that course. What you're asking though is, how did you study? So you want me to tell you, I drank coffee. I studied three hours a day. Don't study this. That may not work for you. I can tell you what school I went right. to. I can tell you what classes I took, but how you get in those classes, how you obtain the knowledge from that class, how you study, how you do your homework, that is solely going to fit your character. So, like, getting right. the only thing I'll be doing, like, you might say, well, how did you avoid cheating on your wife? What if he tell you I didn't avoid it? What if he says, shit, me and her do, you know, we, we, we swing every night. We're <laughs> swingers. That's how we keep our life going. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no What's set. Recipe. Look at Will. And no, I'm Dana. not saying there's. A, I'm you not know. saying that, brother. I'm not saying there's. I'm not saying there's a set recipe. What I'm saying is, you see this discussion that you're having. That's not happening out there. There's like if you, you can tell me how you study, but the key is oh, so I need to study. Okay, so this is how you study, but I don't like studying like that. But I need to study. Okay, thank you. I'll take that jewel and run with it. Oh, okay. Well, I you know I I do X Y Z a word. Okay, I'm not gonna do it just like you, but at least I know that. We share something in common, so I feel like I'm not a fuck-up. I'm just ordinary now. Now, feeling like I'm ordinary will give me the strength to go a little further. But feeling like I'm just totally way over here and you're just totally way over there and I can never even get – I'm not even in that league now, that, that, is, that is not good. That is not good in anything you know, we do. You know – No, guys, I'm done. I'm good. Um. I I have a, a another way of seeing this, this whole thing of you know people presenting their relationship um, and their relationships are being presented for what what they need you know it, it's not necessarily for the consumption of others you know whereas some people you know you might have you may have access to seeing what they're presenting mm-hmm. but I do feel like it is. It is an inspiration, and as well, it's a mm. celebration because we do get such negative uh, messages right. around black relationships. We do. So to see it, my 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 uh, my father-in-law from years ago, and uh, mother-in-law, well, yeah, his his wife or his ex-wife at the time. Um, they had been apart for years, but she still took care of. She still would come over, and you know, and and they even expressed they both separately. You know, I would talk to both of them, <clears throat> and they they both expressed um, a like there was there was some type of regret over having gotten divorced. You know. But mm-hmm. when it talked to me, the whole the whole thing was the theme behind everything that they said was just make sure you stay communicating. You know, you keep communicating. That's, uh, that's, that's to what I'm this day. Right that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To this day, right? See, to see, this day, my, like... my ex-husband and I are 
friends because we still communicate. Now, we didn't stay together, but we still communicate, you know. And that's how, you know, that's, that's, that's just how you keep shit intact. You know, that's, that's what I took from right. But that was something that didn't necessarily keep us together, but it does keep us connected, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I get that's, what you're saying. That's, that, that, that's all I'm saying. Like, that, that, that's what I'm saying right there, what you just said. Like, those are jewels to grow on. Now, that might not, like Yanga said, that might not be in my particular situation, but it, it can help somewhere along the line. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we should celebrate the greatness of the relationships. We should celebrate long marriages. We should celebrate a lot of things we don't celebrate in the black community. But along with celebrating them, we also need to dissect them. We need to take that time mm-hmm. to ask those extra questions to figure out how you got there, man. Like, we need to know how yeah. you got there. Yeah, and it might be tedious. But I need to know how you got there because we don't have a roadmap anymore. We don't have a roadmap. Our parents had a half a road map. We ain't even got a road map, and we damn sure, we damn they don't have a road. Did we ever have a so road like, map? Did we ever? But, I'm, but, I'm, but what I'm saying, we, we, they have, my mother and father, I, I will say, had a healthy relationship history than I did. So apparently there, there's something there. We can look back at our grandparents. We just got through saying that. We see things have changed. So apparently we have some sort of compass that we don't have now. And if we're going to redefine, first you got to find to redefine. Mm-hmm. We have to say what, what was there that is not there. So I got to talk to people who are there. I, I appreciate what you have. I, I'm inspired by what you have. That's why I'm asking the extra questions because I want what you have. So how did you right, but I think I think in order to want what they have, you have to see the positive. You have to see it, you know, and, no, and go, I'm not, nobody, you know y'all, y'all, I think y'all misunderstanding me. I'm not saying hey. we don't see the positive. I'm starting by saying we do see the positive, and I, I appreciate the positive. I, show us more positive. Listen. Now give me the blueprint. They give you the blueprint. Listen, we got six minutes, man. We got a caller want to come in. They waited last six minutes. Let's take them in. Call. I'm going to give you, caller, you're open. I'm going to give you two, two of them. So, my, so uh, Makita can do announcements, man. Your mic's open. Okay, what's going on? It's Equine from calling from South Carolina. And I just, uh, what's going hey, on, you know, brother? what's going, going on? on what's going on, fam? What's man, going where on? Where you been at, man? I'm sorry, I'm so. Where you been at? I started man, to send out the, the search party for you. Man, my bad, my <laughs> bad. Sorry I'm late, but, I, but, I, but I, I had a lot going on. But just to add on what the brother was saying, I, I have to thank, too. You know, with me being, um, you know, identifying with myself as an African um, man right now, uh, with with being conscious, aware who I am and where I am and where I've come from and where I'm um, actually trying to go. Like the brother said, you know, our fathers, they had somewhat of a blueprint, you know, their generation. But before them, I think our grandfathers, they were more, you know, up, up, up on game, you know, because I can remember... Yeah. Uh, yeah. those, those stories basically mm-hmm. coming, uh, talking about where the school system was was a one where they had black school uh, teachers. They had more communal uh, aspects that were in their social mm-hmm. living. So mm-hmm. I think that was very important. That's something that we are very detached from. And I think even in the mm-hmm. church, you know, um, you know, although I don't go to church, you still saw somewhat of a communal aspect in the church, uh, uh, an aspect of Mm -hmm. expectations of what to do, uh, communal uh, things that hold you accountable. 
But even with that, that's kind of going haywire. So maybe it's, 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 it's giving us a chance to now create something new. And with us understanding, like you guys said, we are realizing what the void is and what needs to be done in order to right. make, uh, make us more substantial and healthy. Yes, sir. Hey, man, we appreciate that. And the brother got it in in two minutes, too. Sure appreciate it, brother. Listen, man, check us out. You know we on every Tuesday, man. Um, You get freed up. Check us out. Going into our last four minutes, Makeda, you got a minute. I'm, let me go on and say my goodbyes now. I appreciate everybody listening in, checking us out on Tuesdays. I'm going to leave you with the Wakusu. Wake up, king up, queen up, clean up, and stand up. That's right. Wake up, clean up, stand up, yo, Wakusu, all positive people, man. And we are beautiful people. Keep striving. Keep learning, keep pushing, keep challenging. Oh, um, I I don't have I don't have a lot. I, I, it's just you know I've appreciated this Get conversation. Out of here. I for real, I'm so serious. Um, I've appreciated this conversation and and uh, having a deeper understanding of what's eating my brothers. You know, is always a part of what I want to. You know, I want to be a part of the process of healing that. Of making it better, indeed, and was eating us as a people because you know ultimately, what heals you heals us, you know, and That's and right. I'm always present uh, present enough of my own mind to understand that. So, um, you know, I do want to encourage, you know, the sisters and the brothers to listen to each other. You know, don't just listen for the pauses to jump in and have something on it listen to what's really being said and try and figure out how to process, you know, process that if you need to. Otherwise, just listen to what the person is processing. Um, right. That, that, that's key in this whole thing. And we can better heal each other. And, I, you know, I just want everybody to stay encouraged and to keep, you know, right. pushing each other to, to be better, keep pushing each other to be stronger and more whole in this whole process. And as you say, wake up, clean up, clean up, stand up. Clean up. Yeah. Wake up, clean up, yeah. clean up, clean up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> All right, we got to make a theme song. I, I need some of you artists out there to help us with a the theme song. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. Hey, what? Let me get in the studio, man. We're going to let my man take it out. Exactly. All right. Me and them, we like to wake up. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.